Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. I've known about furries for a long time before this experience, but I'd never seen it in action. I, I, I see the furries at the cons, and I know, I'm always wondering who is in there. That's the first thing I'm wondering. Is it a man? Is it a woman? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wait for just one second until yeah. you guys have pulled out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we're pulling out right now, so it's, uh, it's a slow process. Good things come in threesomes, and we're here to complete the trilogy on our COVID-19 episodes. Oh yeah, and like the mechanism that makes the fire blow out of his mouth, that's probably four grand, right? Wash your paws, stay safe, and put on your mask so you don't get those two fools ruined tugs sick with your cooties. I've got a party emergency. Got one right now. <laughs> When is the new Animaniacs? Five and a half hours. I got a body <laughs> Wait, threesomes? But there's four of us. Like Rue, Tugs, Veos, and me. So, we're not good, I guess? This is too complicated. Math is hard. You gonna go? Hi, this is Rue from For What It's Worth. It's good to hear from you. I am glad that you decided to join us today. This is my esteemed guest. <laughs> this is my esteemed host, Mr. Tugs Puppy Bear. Hello, Tugs I, Puppy Bear. Uh, did Say you just hello. Did you just demote me to guest? <laughs> <laughs> For a second. But uh, by no means is that demotion. Because I we mean, have some pretty amazing I, guests no, no, today. Actually, you are right. You're right. I have to do all the slave work. And then these guests get to come in and be like, woohoo, and then leave. So <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> how have you been? I've been doing uh, I've been doing pretty well. How how things been going is with the corona? Uh it's it's interesting. It's like, of course, so uh we're we're gonna delve into this all episode, but the short version of it is um, I t- actually took a week off um, of the day job, um, and actually of you all did my a staycation. I hate that word, but I, I, I yeah, I did. Uh, I feel like staycation is like like the discount version of vacation, and you like just wasting your time off. But I can't go anywhere. So, anyways, I took the week, um, and I, I really what I ended up doing was getting my house cleaned because we didn't really do much spring cleaning and tidying. I saw um, you I started- celebrated for Memorial Day. I did celebrate for Memorial Day. So we put lights on the front of our house. We put some uh, hue lights so we can decorate um, with light. And it's actually been really fun. Um, I learned how to make ice cream. I it, It's not hard to make ice cream. If anyone's wondering, it's actually pretty easy. You just got to have the right stuff. Um, and my, the thing I'm really excited about is I, I got my giant hydroponic garden, which there's a whole story if you want to hear some time off, off the air roof. But I planted 20 lettuce plants. Mm. And... I do. They look amazing, and they have one more week before I eat them. Um, but in, in two <laughs> weeks, in two weeks, I'm actually trying to find a link to show you this. But um, in two weeks, they've gotten so big. Um, I, I just can't wait to stuff my face with these babies. But more importantly, I can't wait to be an adult and eat a salad because, <laughs> like, because no, that's that the joke is no one ever goes, "Hey, I'm bored. Let's go eat a salad." Because no one, no one likes salad, but I like salad when it's fresh out, out of my own hands. You know what I'm saying? Well, speaking uh, of hands, look at your look at look at your hands. They're they're turning from blue to green because of. Never mind. That was a terrible joke. That was really yeah. What, you have what's a green happening? thumb. You have a green thumb. I You're, do kind of, but like it's like a high tech green thumb. So that's <laughs> awesome. You know, actually, when me and um, Kura got together. 
my second. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we, we ended up getting together. Uh, we decided to, um, I don't know, we found some oranges and stuff like that that we really liked. And for some reason we were like, hey, why don't we try to grow these? And now we have like this little tree that's in our house. Oh, so, yeah. Something have you that we no no if anytime that we used to have this plant that we called our love and then it would die and oh, so, so we would we would call the next plant we'd buy a new plant and be like it's our love it's our relation and then it would die you should so never do that. we're not love. going to name any of our plants anymore because then they'll die especially so, don't call it your love <laughs> yeah so i don't know if, if, if you've clicked that last link that i uh i just put i gave to you guys and uh yeah so, or, sorry the first one is um the planting then the second one is um a hot fire out view and the last one's how much it's grown i'm so proud of my little babies Yay! so so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna eat a salad every day um and have fresh like right it's probably still alive when i put it in my mouth lettuce so we'll see how that goes um oh and i also planted carolina reapers but those will be a while before i can do anything with them so if you would like the ring of fire let me know um, are, are you gonna start um making your own like salsa and stuff like that um i don't have, so i have a second garden like this they accidentally sent us two which is part of that story we haven't decided if we want to grow peppers because you kind of need peppers and i have tomatoes so maybe i haven't decided um tbd because i have a lot of people who are like you live in washington are you going to grow and i'm like i don't know i want to eat salad more than i want is it really sad to me that when i saw that on twitter i'm like oh yay tug's growing weed now (laughs) you're mean i'm glad you think all i do is sit around smoking weed (laughs) isn't that why you moved to seattle yeah of course it was just the weed nothing else all right enough about me let's talk about you what have you been up to that i can make fun of (laughs) (laughs) um so i went to a movie (gasps) i know i know horrible huh so hold on hold on hold on on. did you go to like you have to tell me if it was a movie theater or not or did you like go to some yard so it was a movie theater but hear me out before you jump down my my i have questions continue so how they have it set up in um and only a select few um, movie theaters are doing this but we could rent out the whole movie theater oh that's fun who's we you know what i something just happened on my end can you still hear me because i can't hear me i can hear you fine i am so sorry hold on um yeah i can't hear anything so i'm gonna tell my story (laughs) um Okay. okay. So, anywho, um, we ended up going to um, the movie theater. Uh, we had a friend had a friend of mine that actually purchased the whole entire movie theater, and uh, we just got a couple of our friends. We had we all had masks. They gave us prepackaged popcorn, and um, they they helped us to get the drinks and so to to kind of make sure that we were you know clean and i don't know anyways we we did like social distancing and stuff like that so that's kind of my biggest thing that was kind of a little bit weird so anywho um so can you hear us now not really but go ahead we'll go with you This is how we roll now. Um, no, I, I was just curious. What uh, you have to tell us? What else you've been up to? 
Um, I have been up to playing lots of games. Um, uh, work has been kind of uh, busy and hectic. Um, what's weird, though, is... I don't know. My work has kind of been like chillax where it's like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to do this. And people would just, I don't know. They were playing ping pong and not really social distancing. And then it's like, we're opening to the general public. And now we have all these regulations. And now you must wear a mask at all times. And I'm like, are you guys serious? Like, like now that there's like less, like we're we're now in Utah, like something that's like in the yellow, and it's like, okay, so now that there's like now that we're opening up and the public is seeing us, which which I get it. At the same time, we want to make sure that we're safe. I guess my whole my whole feelings is why haven't we been doing this stuff from the very beginning? That's my whole point. So, anyways, there's my little gripe. Uh, for the day. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. So there you go. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, then I hope you're ready because it's time for this. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. All right, here we go. Here's the cookie for the day. Your effortless humor will help someone in need in bed with a cookie. Well, then you'll give them coronavirus and they'll die. <laughs> so you have to make two calls to the guy who, who you killed and everyone else who you gave coronavirus to. <laughs> Really? Expect me to do that. Really? I, I think it sounds uh, yeah, exactly love, like one hundred percent. It's room approved. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for hanging through potty break with us. It's time to do the rest of the show. So uh, we've been doing our coronavirus coverage uh, or episodes because this is an unusual time. Things are not normal, um, and. We need we need outlets that we can discuss this, but not go completely insane doing it. On this, isn't so it? if you uh, in a row, it's history. Uh, so we uh, first did our first episode with uh, Lokai and Radix um, from Bunker Club. Then last episode we had Nuka talking with us about science, and then Rue said, "Hmm, I miss." being a parent no he, he said he said i wonder how the moms of furries are doing with all this and we said mm. so we are happy to have joelle and carrie back the moms of furries are with us today hello, hello ladies how are you hello, hello. how are you doing today well i will jump in this is carrie 
I think we're doing great because we had our once weekly coffee date today where we park our cars near each other at the school drop-off that our kids used to go to uh, under a tree. And so that was awesome. <laughs> yep. It's bring your own coffee and we sit there for a couple hours and we talk sort of like things are normal. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, we used to park exactly that same way. We're just not waiting for a bus. Right. <laughs> a little nostalgic. So today yeah. was our day. That was really good. It's nice too. It's nice when we have our day. It does set the tone for the rest of the, like the weekend. We try to do it on Fridays. So yeah, that was really good. We haven't been, because typically, you know, we, we are together pretty much five days out of seven, I would say, before At COVID. Least. Yeah. And uh, do you want to go to Costco or hit grocery outlet or whatever, go bargain hunting? Yes, I'm there. And then suddenly it just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus was like, you stay home. You stay home. Yeah. So you guys have been on our show before. However, um, there's probably a lot of first-time listeners that probably don't know who you are. So can you explain to us what Moms of Furries is all about? You go, Joelle. <laughs> well, we are a couple of moms. We have some kids that are into the furry fandom. And a few years ago, they asked us to take them to a convention. And we agreed, one of us a little more reluctantly than the other. And we got there and we realized that there is a place in the fandom for everyone, every age. And we wanted to support, well, we wanted to support the entire fandom. And we wanted to let other parents know that, yeah, it's it's a actually not only is it okay, but it's a great place for your kids to find friends, support, um, like-minded individuals, uh, an outlet for creativity. So we have a YouTube channel and we're active on Twitter. Um, and we're just kind of, we've kind of morphed into the moms of the fandom. So we even tease about it. We have our, our theme song says that we're the mamas of all this. So we own that now. <laughs> so how long have you guys been doing your, your show? Oh, gosh, I it's guess. Over two years, right? Uh, yeah, about two and a half years now, which is crazy. It really is crazy. We thought we uploaded our first um, segment just on a lark and we're really bad at it. If anybody has seen our first. We're still not great. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was no editing for several, several recordings. Um, and who knew it would come to all of this. But the interesting thing is we thought we were doing this video that other parents would flock to and say, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. I can feel good about having my kids be a part of this. And what's really happened is so many uh, young furries have come to us and said, my parents don't get it. My parents don't support it. And I think that that's why, as Joelle said, we're kind of the mamas of all of this, because a lot of times maybe we're the only adult in their, um, in their immediate circle that says, this is great. Look at that head you made. Those or are even that it's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, and we find it, it actually has bled over in more into LGBTQ plus community as well, because there are a lot of kids that have yet to come out to their parents. They're afraid to, or they have and have been rejected in some form. So we try to take that over without crossing boundaries, but you know, everybody needs just 
unconditional love and support. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, you know, our big message is whatever you're, you're doing or you have an interest in, as long as it's safe, legal and consensual, we, we support you being whoever you are. And, and, uh, we've really enjoyed it. It's opened our eyes to how many, um, different interests there are out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just in the world. It's been so great for us. We've gotten so much out of it. Yeah, exactly. So, have, have you guys made this into your full-time gig now then, or, or is this, this kind of a passion project? Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow. we'd love for it to be. It it takes up almost all of our time when we're active. COVID has kind of knocked us all out of off our game, but um, we don't really make any money, so it can't be our day jobs. Well, I disagree, Joelle, because we are full-time moms and that pays nothing, but that doesn't mean we aren't working. You know, you're right. (laughs) We we do work full-time at it, though. I think that we are, we've started, we started a business right about the same time, well, a couple months before we started Moms of Furries. And really, we do Moms of Furries a lot more, you know, in relation to what we do for our work. (laughs) that's fair but it is a passion project we do love it and I mean that's just like Carrie said we get so much out of it so so since you've been on the our show last time has moms of furries like have you had some other moms that have joined moms of furries during this time frame well, we'll always be moms of furries. We've had a lot of moms come to us, um, some for support. And it's interesting because now um, we've been to Anthro Northwest. We've hosted the Young Furry Chill Space there twice. And so we are, some of the same moms are coming back and we're getting to know them better. And, and some of the same kids too, and seeing them changing and growing. So in that respect, yes. And we've met um, moms that say, Hey, when you do this, I'd love to uh, volunteer, be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fantastic for, for us. I think um, just that we're meeting more people in the community and we've had, um, like at Anthro Northwest, I hate to mention them again, but it's just such a great convention. And we love the Pacific Northwest. Uh, a dad came up to us and said, our podcast is what brought him to the convention with his son. And we were just so, we were moved. It was very well, much. We were shocked too, because we have like three episodes, but <laughs> it was super nice. <laughs> isn't that a great, isn't that a great feeling though? Cause like Rue and I talk about this and it's like, we do the show and it goes out there in a, in, in a, in a very symbolic way for us. It's a lot like, okay, we did it. We throw it into the hole and people listen to it and we love them. We don't get to feel how tangible that can be very often. And so, and so when someone comes up to you, it's like, you made a difference. It kind of like, it's so unexpected. You know? It is. And it, it, I think every single time it touches us because it is surprising. It's, it just shows how much, like how important words are and expression because people don't know us, but the things that we've said and recorded are affecting them deeply. So 
Which is true because um, we're finding that when we go to conventions, it, it's exhausting. Well, first of all, conventions are just exhausting because you're having fun and you're not sleeping and you're running around and having a great time. But it's also, <laughs> it's a it's kind of an, an emotional journey because we've shared so many stories with people. I mean, every convention, I would say at least once per day, we're crying in the we hallway cry. in a corner with somebody. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we appreciate it and we're honored to be part of it, but it is... I mean, it's an emotional, every con has been super emotional on some level. Yeah. So because you brought up conventions, how has it been? I mean, maybe I'm going too quick in the heavy hitter question and and Tugs, if you want to reel me back, you can stop me. But how has it been not having any conventions for your kids, for yourself? How has that affected you guys? Tell me if I'm overstating this, Joelle, but we were (laughs) not to be overly dramatic, but we were devastated because we had just announced that we were going to do something big and bring the Young Furry Chill space. I'm probably not going to say it right, Joelle. You jump in. Furry Week in Atlanta. Yes, yes. And and it it was a big deal. They were actually bringing us out and... um, really, they were amazing to work with. They supported us in everything that all of our ideas that we wanted to do. And then, no. Yep. We had ordered our supplies. We'd been talking about it on our streams and, you know, we were getting so amped up and then suddenly, (sighs) no, no, you stay home. Uh (laughs) You know, obviously we're in favor of keeping people safe and staying safe ourselves and all of that but man just crushed we were right along with everybody else every time a convention canceled like that stab to the heart because this is like our family it's it's become such an extended family you know you need to see your family (laughs) and just we were so excited to go to furry weekend atlanta we hadn't done a lot we have not yet done a lot on the east coast it was going to be so big. We had these great plans and, and we're invited to go, you know, we're pushing it back to next year. So all of these things will still happen, but like everyone else who had these big plans, we're just like, oh, we're crushed. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So. I actually made a, d- a decision that when we find a cure for coronavirus, and that's going to be a while, but once we get the therapeutic, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> I need something to look forward to. It's interesting, all of the changes that are happening at, at Disney World, particularly I follow it because, you know, it's a, I'm a Disney file, as Joel would say, and it's true. I just love Disney and um, seeing the way they're, they're opening up and the different things that they're doing, it's, it's just crazy to think about. Even when things open back up, it's going to be so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. And so, and I, I know we had a question. I'm sorry. This is, this is just so perfect. Is um, how, so as moms, do you feel like normal, the old normal is dead and a new normal is coming and we don't know what it looks Absolutely. like? Or, how do you feel about the concept Absolutely. of normal? Absolutely. I think that our, I think a lot of the the behaviors and the, the things that we're going to start seeing and we have seen are a consequence of people being kind of in denial about our lives have forever changed. They have forever changed. They, there will never be what it was good or bad. Um, there will be a new normal. I, I don't, right. Do you agree with that, Carrie? 
Oh, completely. I think back to, you know, in the early days, I'm a sewer. So I, I made masks and I gave them to people in my circle. I wanted to make sure people were taken care of. And I was at the market with my, my son and I made him wear a mask. I said, if you go, that's the deal. And I was wearing a mask and maybe 5% of the people in the store were wearing a mask. Not one week later, everyone was wearing a mask pretty much. And he kept saying, Oh, you're freaking out. You're, you know, you're going crazy. I'm not, I'm just trying to be a realist and try to keep everyone safe that I don't want to expose anyone. I don't want to expose myself, my family. And I think just that, that shift so quickly, we're not safe. It's it's kind of a big deal. I think it's going to take a while to like feel safe again because, you know, when vaccinations are out, they're fast tracking, which is good. But also, you know, there is a reason that it takes a while generally for the process. So I I just think that um, our entire world has changed. The good thing is we're all in it together. That's I wish everybody would kind of remember that. Like it's not just the United States. Everybody is has gone through this change, so we'll see. Yeah, it is fascinating to watch it unroll. I will say that in the beginning, you know, I was watching the news constantly in the Today Show and tracking the numbers, and it was almost just taking on a life of itself. I was obsessed with what's happening, and I had to stop and just say, okay, you can check periodically, but don't make this a thing that you're obsessing about because that it's just, just going to amp up my anxiety. Right. So I, I, I want to hit you with, with a, just a few facts that are all related and kind of get your take on it. But um, so according to Wired magazine, um, the fastest uh, vaccine that we've ever created was for typhoid. It took us four years to do that. Now, this was in the late 50s. So um, we uh, today we have already mapped the genetic code. We found a couple of variants um, of, the, of the virus. And yeah, we, we can do a lot of things with a lot of the science that we've been able to form since then. But that's still a long time to possibly have to wait. How, how does that strike you? I mean, do you really want to be in, uh, cooped up for four years with your kids? Well, like, I will say that we're a family away, right? of hermits, apparently, because just until very recently, everybody in my house has been, this is Joelle, everybody's been in, like, this is really cool. My uh, almost 11-year-old just said the other day, I, you know, I hate that everybody's sick, but I really like this. Dad's home all the time. We're all home all the time, doing stuff together. So that they're all hermits. But um, <laughs> I think that it, it is, we, this is one thing, Carrie and I typically have very similar views on almost everything or feelings. For me, my, I have one child, the reason that we live in Reno is um, because they attend a certain school, they have one more year. So we are kind of dependent on what that school does. You know, we're going to have to go with the flow with whatever they do. But the other two are I am 99.99% sure they are going to be homeschooled next year because I'm not ready. Well, a couple things. I'm not ready until we are sure that my children are safe. I'm not ready to expose them needlessly. And if there's social distancing in place for schools, I don't want my kids. We're fortunately in a position that we can be home. I can homeschool. I have homeschooled. You know, we're not dependent on my income. So we could do that. Um, and so I don't want to take up that spot for a family that maybe has to have their kid go to school. So for me, I'm not changing anything. We're here for the duration. We're going to be in home for the duration. 
Yeah, nothing about my kids' education will change as a result. Um, two of mine do school at home. Um, and one, the, the older two want to take some college classes, but I don't think it's going to matter because I don't think college is going to happen in person. So, um, and then they'll just take their high school classes here at home. So I'm not stressed about that, but I will say that my biggest concern, you know, Joelle and I are, are lucky that, um, that as far as paycheck wise, we have not been affected by COVID, but so many have. And, uh, for me, that's just hard. It's hard when I hear my kids talk about their friends who are really struggling because, you know, they have parents that work in the casinos and what have you. And um, it's just devastating. So I would hope that the vaccine will allow people to feel confident so that we can reopen, you know, mitigating risk, but to try to get back to some semblance, semblance of normalcy so that people can earn their paycheck and feed their families and not be so stressed. That, that's the really hard part for me. I haven't missed the restaurants. We typically don't go to them. Um, and I think that there will be a lot of drama about the vaccines. It's going to start a whole new political thing. I don't trust the government. I don't trust the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. And there's going to be protests about that. So I think there's going to be just drama no matter what. But I'm really <laughs> hoping that as soon as we can get a vaccine, the better, because so many people need to get back to work. They need to get back to life. Right. And well, the longer it goes, the more desperate people will become because, you know, how do you feed your family? How do you do the things that you need to do? Especially most of people in the U.S. at least are paycheck to paycheck. So, Well, the one thing that I was going to just jump in since we were, and I've said this probably the last couple of episodes, but I think that it's super important to point out if at any point in time that you have had some form of reduction in hours at all, or you're having a little bit of lower income, you can apply for unemployment. I highly recommend you putting in for unemployment. If you have been a beautician and you were self-employed or you were an Uber driver and you were self-employed, you can now apply where sometimes some people weren't allowing you to apply. Um, you can apply and get, um, get some of the funds from the CARES Act. If you end up getting $1, $1 of unemployment, then you will get $600 added onto that. So you will get 601 per week. So if you are, you know, in need or make sure that you apply for unemployment. That's all I wanted to say. That's my soapbox moment. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that is. It's important because a lot of people, you know, don't they don't think they qualify or you know i think it's less um i think the pride thing people have less and less about that now because of necessity but well yeah if you've got a family to take care of or you've got rent to pay you do what you need to do and absolutely you should you should definitely file for unemployment i i agree and garden if you can i <laughs> love this picture of your garden this is awesome i'm an avid gardener and i just think it's wonderful there are things we can do if you've got more time to grow a tomato plant you know you can start really small and just try something really cheaply too you can go to dollar tree and get some seeds well i have um a bell pepper growing where i had a bell pepper that I purchased from the store, cut it in half, sliced some up for what I was using it, but to put the seeds in the bottom half, planted it, and now we have about five sprouts. So, and That's I still amazing. have your lettuce that you gave me, jo Joelle. Joelle gave me a lettuce that she had regrown the stump or the heart. 
Uh-huh. And it's sitting on my windowsill and I've been harvesting from it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's great that you're doing that and that you bring that up because, yeah, I mean, I mentioned the garden because I was going to do it before the coronavirus. So I got kind of lucky that it wound up that way. But I've got to say, and, and I wonder if you feel the same way, like gardening seems like such a weird like and, and, and I'm, I'm I'm not the youngest, but like when I was a kid, I go, that's an old people thing. But now that I'm stuck inside and like I, I, I don't have to do a lot, these things grow themselves. But it's very Zen like in a way, like I just look at it a couple minutes a day. I talk to them. I go, grow my babies. And they grow a little bit more because they're scared <laughs> for me to eat them. And and like but like but like it's very Zen garden and it helps me feel like I, I'm still creating and bringing something forward into the world. And yes, I'm going to eat it. But it's very fulfilling in a way that I wouldn't have found anywhere else. And it's taught me um, patience because – and I would say don't start with tomatoes. Those take forever. <laughs> That's start a with good lettuce. point. Lettuce Radishes too are really fast. Uh, That's be, a great point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like so, like like the the, the picture I showed you. That's two weeks, and I'm like, mm, I'm smacking my lips, but I'm also like, I'm doing something, and I feel like I have a little bit of control over the square foot of the earth that I can put something in, and it's right. been so Absolutely. good for me. Absolutely. How many times, Joelle, have you come over to my house and found me in the backyard? Well, I know if you're if I don't walk in and hear you, I just immediately walk out back because I mean that's. There's just something about it. We have some zinnia flowers in our arrow garden right now that uh, my son and I started from seed and they grow so quickly every day we get up and they're like an inch larger and it's amazing to watch that happen so I'm I'm normally I kill things I'm not the greatest gardener I have no patience but um I've zinnias and I have bell pepper right now so I'm excited but there's just something magical about watching it grow yeah, it is. It's really nice to to just be out there and um and you know, the kids that have grown things, um they they've eaten them. So it's a great way for them to start like I got my kid to eat a radish because he grew it. Um so <laughs> it it is it is good for kids like um green beans. We grew a lot of green beans and we never cooked them. They were all eaten before um, they we had a chance to, to cook them because just picking in the garden or whatever. And it's just such a nice experience. It, it is, to your point, it's so zen and it's it's calming and it's slow and it has to be slow. So it's really nice. It is. It is. But it helps you feel like you get something. That you feels, that's what it is. It's a sense of accomplishment. Just a yeah, little but today bit every I was day. digging a deep hole to plant some trees and that was some serious manual labor. And I had to come in. I was all glisteny and I just had to have a yogurt because that was a lot of work. <laughs> you know, most people be like, I needed a smoke. I needed a drink. I needed yogurt. I need yogurt. <laughs> she me, she's like, I think I deserve a yogurt. <laughs> I, I'm a woman of a certain age. That was reward for me. <laughs> When you're 28, it doesn't matter. You're 28. Relax. <laughs> Not to brag or anything, but it was oh the fancy God. yo play kind, so <laughs> I really earned it. So the one, the the ones that are usually on sale for a ten for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Big spender. <laughs> I want to learn how to make yogurt. That's on my list. I yeah. teach my husband who does. Yeah. Uh, to but, make things, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've made all kinds of things. I've made mascarpone. I've made ricotta. I've made sour cream. All of those things, whipped cream from scratch. I've never done yogurt. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been finding that I have been watching a lot of cooking 
like cooking channels and stuff like that on YouTube. And I've been trying out little things. So I might not have a garden, but I like I myself, I've been trying out new hobbies and new things. And I'm like the other day I made um, uh, golden rice or whatever. Uh, and basically, or, golden no, weekend. no, it was not golden weekend. But yes, I made um, golden golden rice, and so I u- did use the egg yolk and oh wow, it in. yeah, it was really good. It was some like I think it was a Korean show. A- anyways, it was it was interesting. It was fun. So I will have to things. Google that because we're all about researching and and uh, making stuff. My son has been trying to make beer, but he's under twenty one, so we've told him <laughs> you have to you have to boil it. You have to do the thing that makes the alcohol go away. And the other day, he had finished brewing it, and he's like, "What? You were serious about that?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just like staying crap so that you don't do it. Like, <laughs> Do you ever wish you could stass them? Do you ever wish you could just stass them like that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could try it and be like, mm, yeah, this is really good. Now boil yours. No. <laughs> I can't wait for you to... <laughs> this is mommy's beer. You get baby beer. You... <laughs> well, I think I think this is a good chance to go to our, our break. So let's go to break. We have some news from space. And then we'll be back and we'll talk some more. Hailing frequencies open, Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Friday, May 29th, here are your space headlines. First up, SpaceX has a few things. The first ever flight of a Crew Dragon with actual crew on it was scheduled to fly this past Wednesday, May 27th, but unfortunately it was scrubbed due to weather, specifically lightning. If you think that shouldn't be a problem, go back and read up on Apollo 12, which got struck by lightning not once, but twice on ascent, and it caused the electrical issue that nearly caused the mission to fail. This is where the famous SEC to AUX call was made. The mission, DM2, is scheduled to attempt again Saturday, May 30th, and if that doesn't work out, then the next backup launch date is Sunday, May 31st. So by the time you hear this, it'll probably have already happened. Also, only a few hours ago today, while running tests on SN4, one of SpaceX's Starship prototypes, there was a sudden large white cloud, likely liquid oxygen escaping. It must have reached the methane flare meant to burn off excess propellant and exploded. The footage is pretty spectacular, and the commentator said, well, that was not nominal. And no, it really isn't, but hey, this is what happens when you're developing a new rocket. To quote a wise person, if you aren't breaking something, you aren't testing. Only he didn't say something. Virgin Orbit's Launcher 1 conducted its first powered test flight, and unfortunately, it failed. Shortly after being released from the modified Boeing 747 carrying it, named Cosmic Girl, the engine lit, then shut down. The automatic flight termination system kicked in sometime later and destroyed the rocket. Virgin Orbit has said they have many other iterations of their rocket already in production, so it wasn't a terrible loss. However, it will delay further testing. The last Japanese-made HTV launched atop the last H2B on its way to the ISS to resupply the station. Don't be sad though, the HTV is being replaced with the HTV-X, an upgraded version, and it will be launched atop the upcoming H3 rocket. The H3 rocket is set to see its first flight later this year, while HTV-X is slated for much later. While it can resupply the ISS, it can also be used to service the upcoming Lunar Gateway station. So we're already beginning to ramp up production of infrastructure for the next great step. 
A couple of weeks ago, ULA launched an Atlas V rocket carrying the Air Force's super-secret space plane, the X-37B, and guess what? We actually know a little bit about part of its payload. There's an experiment on board to research transforming solar energy into microwave energy in order to beam power down to Earth. It also has a novel electric propulsion system that it will test. This little super-secret space plane is actually a really great little platform for testing all sorts of technology and experiments. It's just a shame it's super secret so much of the time. China saw the landing of their experimental crew capsule after its first test flight, and it looks suspiciously like a crew dragon. But then again, when you're building a space capsule, there's really only so much you can do to make your ship different and interesting. You're kind of confined by what the physics of spaceflight and atmospheric entry demand of you, so you can't really get too mad at them for it. The plans for this capsule are to carry crew to a planned low-Earth orbit station and eventually to the moon. China also tested a new kind of heat shield that can be inflated. The idea behind this is you can inflate the heat shield to a size far larger than the vehicle, which should protect it and create far more drag. Unfortunately, there was a problem and the test vehicle spun itself around during re-entry and the test failed. This was a secondary payload on the same rocket that launched their crew capsule prototype. If they can get this working, it could be quite the game changer for downmassing material. And lastly, something I kind of have mixed feelings about, NASA has announced that they're partnering with Tom Cruise to send him and perhaps a two-person camera crew to the ISS to film a movie. It won't be happening anytime this year, or next year probably, but it's official. We don't have any details about the movie itself, and we likely won't for a while. My concern is anyone going to the ISS has to pass the most difficult medical test on the planet, including a psychological evaluation. Tom Cruise practices Scientology, a belief system that looks unfavorably on psychology, to put it politely. I don't know how this will play out. I hope it doesn't put anyone in danger, and I hope it doesn't damage NASA's relationship with the public. That's all for this round. Things have been super crazy lately, so stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more space news. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Interesting intro, Mr. Tugs. <laughs> Hi, we're back! So, Hi. so to, to explain to those of you who are playing along at home, um, you don't hear this because we cut it out, but like I do that whole little sound that you guys do, this sound. And um, so that Rue knows when to come in, but today I basically stepped into this. So. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> what are we doing? Like, what type of show is this? Is this like the late night show or something with the. With a drummer, or is that going to be our next thing? Is we're going to get uh, like a live band or whatever to play? No, during the show. Oh, oh you should do that. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be that? fun? No, we can't afford that because our patrons, <laughs> our patronuses aren't, aren't aren't donating that much. Speaking of, I'm going to introduce my own segment. Let's talk about our patronuses. No, stop. I need to find more worship music. So we want to thank those of you out there who think that what we do is worth money. We're very amazed that you still think that. So we want to thank all of you in no particular order, starting with GW, Moss, 
Bubble Whip, Lycris, Chapogriff, Aussie Cat, Simone, hi Simone, Koru, Kachi, Guardian Lion, Adelor, Baldric, Rifka, Nuka, Kit, Ichi, and at the tippy top of the pyramid for some reason today, it's Jake Fox, who's also, I believe, a first responder, and we love extra. So, thank you for your support very much. And like, although I'm doing shtick, we really do mean it. Thank you. If you want to donate and support the show for some reason, go to patreon.com slash FWIW. You'll do two things. Give us money and make everyone else who wanted FWIW in Patreon's address angry because we got it. <laughs> donate today! <laughs> no, but we do appreciate the people that do um, do uh yeah pay us no just kidding um (laughs) (laughs) no but if if of course you can't support our patron if you wouldn't mind uh we don't pay anything for our marketing dollars so if you want to send the episode out to like if you have some people that that you feel like that need to hear some our words of wisdom please feel free to send them the episode you so. you you make us sound a lot smarter than we actually are i just want you to, to <laughs> sometimes i don't feel that way Todd. sometimes <laughs> i don't feel like i make us sound smarter but i appreciate you seeing that yeah <laughs> So let's keep going with the moms of furries. I had questions, but Rue hasn't asked any in a while. So Rue, do you have any questions that you're burning and dying to ask? Uh, you know, do you guys like cookies? Because I really <laughs> like cookies. <laughs> yes, we like cookies. Awesome. What is your favorite cookie? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Every cookie is a good cookie. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we yes, topic, thank you. Thank before, you. Before we get back to the topic, I want to talk about something for 30 seconds. You guys, I'm, I'm assuming everyone knows about the Double Tree cookies, right? Yes. Yes. So they released the recipe for them. And being tugs, and Drew's going to go roll his eyes. I can already hear him. I was like, oh, Double Tree cookies with weed. So uh-huh. I. <laughs> And I've got to tell you, man, it was so good. I'm not judging you. I love you. You can do what you want. Maybe I am. Maybe I am silently judging. No, I'm just kidding. I I, I don't. I don't judge. I I will say this, though. I also got rid of those nasty cashews or walnuts they put in there. I don't like nuts and dessert. So it was just like a super good oatmeal um, raisin cookie. Nice. Oatmeal raisin cookies are so good. Uh, they are the best. And then snickerdoodles. Thanks for ruining the show, Rue. Let's get back to the, to the top. I, I, I don't think any of the listeners thought that that was a ruining of the show. I thought was that was not. a very, very important question. I, I take it back. I take it back. I stand corrected, but I do have questions, and here they are. Um, so when, so you mentioned something last segment, and I kind of wanted to ask about that. Um, I, as, as someone who has generalized anxiety disorder, have certainly had to be more aware of struggling anxiety of tapering my intake on the news i've even gotten on my husband like just even an hour ago i was like he was watching the president speak and i was like would you turn that shit off you're already having a hard time sleeping and so as, as mothers have you had to engage in more anxiety management and strategy awareness and all that with your with your families this is for you joel <laughs> <laughs> to some degree yes i think that um for us, it is more of a discussing everything very openly and honestly um, 
but we do have quite a bit of it in our family. So there are some things we just don't talk about. We did talk about um, the protests yesterday with the kids and, you know, we had to very be very specific that it wasn't in our community. It wasn't close to us. We had to talk about um, like our local leaders of the uh, police force came out, you know, against the acts and things like that. But um, we manage anxiety every day. So honestly, it's not been that different. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I, we have anxiety. Both of our families have plenty of anxiety. And um, I think that's part of why we connect so easily because we, when, when somebody's having it, we totally get that. And I've had anxiety myself where like I have the chest pain. I just need to sit down and, and calm down and like do some deep breathing because it can be really overwhelming. Um, but I think like I have a, a younger son and he happens to have autism. So he communicates differently and he hasn't said he's had anxiety. He's loved being a shut in as he calls yeah. it. Um, but I had a situation where I had to travel to New York to help my mom who was sick. And that was really, it was, it was a month ago. So it was when a, a great time not to go to New York. And I told him I have to go help grandma. And he said to me very matter of factly, well, I guess this is the last conversation we're ever going to have. You're going to get it. And I said, well, I'm going to wear a mask. And he said, it's not enough. So he had observed and, and heard things on the news and taken it all in. And even though he wasn't showing his anxiety, he said to me pretty much that we'd never speak again because he was sure I was going to get COVID-19. So having the conversation that, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to be safe. And I hope that that's not the case. These kids are, are processing things. Even if we don't see the anxiety, it's still scary to them. They still, you know, it, it is death is imminent. imminent. To be honest, that trip that you took was anxiety inducing for both of our families. Like we all were concerned until you got home and you quarantined and you were healthy. Thank you. You know. <laughs> uh, you know, you know who I think I miss the most right now because he was so good at reminding us to pay attention to our to our children is Mr. Rogers. Oh, love like him. like love holy him. crap, do we need Mr. Rogers right now? Yeah. We how, do. How is your grandma doing right now? Or how is your mother doing? Your grandma. My mother or Yes. Oh. That was in New York. Oh, yes. So I went and got her. She was in the hospital for something unrelated to COVID. And um, I drove her all the way down the coast to Florida, another great state not to be in during COVID-19, and left her with my sister. So it was a harrowing journey. She was sick the whole way. It was it was not an ideal trip. But now that she's with my sister, my sister's taking great care of her. She has not been allowed to leave the home except one time, I think. My sister's feeding her well. She's so much healthier. So it all worked out. You know, thankfully, I didn't get sick. The journey was worth it. And sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And thank you for asking. She's doing awesome. (sighs) Sorry, I have, uh, that I that have. was uh, well. Sorry, Tugs. I all I can say is that that must have been a really heavy thing for your family to deal with. I'm glad you're you're doing good. I really Thank am. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was rough. None of like none of us wanted it to happen, and there was. Um, she's not going to listen to this podcast, so I can be transparent. She should not have gone to New York. It was a choice that she made. And so there was some, not really animosity, but like, okay, now I've got to do this thing that you have chosen to put yourself in peril. And so I, nobody was happy about it, I'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you did it. It's done. She's fine. <laughs> so Sorry, we have, Cubs, we I have an audio clip. That's Sorry. fine. I was just I was just going to introduce this audio clip. So Kit um, has sent in an audio clip, and I wanted to play it for you now. Full disclosure to everyone playing along at home. I haven't heard it myself. I haven't edited it. It's literally just been pulled off Telegram and put right in here. So here it is. Hello to the cast of For What It's Worth and the Moms of Furries. This is Kit. I am speaking off the cuff, unfortunately. I don't really like to speak off the cuff. Uh, That being said, what are ways that either of you would cope with the coronavirus um, in an emotional context? So the last email that I wrote... Um, I discussed feeling touch hungry, which is where you have the sensation where you want to be hugged. Um, In this case, I'm specifically referring to how you cope with the emotions of dealing with the coronavirus. Um, I'm also in an area where I'm impacted by riots in the corona. So just keep that in mind that um, both of those things right now are going on in this context um so thank you very much for listening and thank you for your time wow well we, we just figured we'd drop a heavy question right now <laughs> it is heavy but it it's timely and i think that it's something that we can both relate to um i have a son that he'll come and i was just saying every time he sits next to me his feet are on me he needs to be petted he wants me to touch his head and just sort of be reassured and i know you have similar joelle well, and I think that for us, we have the benefit of having our family with us. I feel for the people who live alone, who don't have that. Like I can have it. Well, I, it's not that I can. I usually have a child within reach. Um, so we're, I'm not lacking that physical touch. I do have a, a child, like Carrie said, one also that wants to hug all the time, um, Emotionally, I think it's up and down because like I was saying earlier, you grieve what has changed. You're scared of the unknown. You miss people. You miss touch is such a big deal. You know, um, it, I, I, I feel my heart goes out to people who are alone in the situation desperately. <laughs> I agree. And I think it's okay to reach out, even if you can't touch somebody, to reach out to somebody and just say, you know, I just need to connect. Can can we chat for, for 10 minutes? Because I, I feel stupid that we didn't start having coffee sooner. I needed that. I really miss Joelle. She's such a big part of my life. And that has made things so much better for me. I look forward to it. And it's it's okay to say, I need you to talk to me. I need your attention. I need... I need yeah. yeah. I think that sometimes people feel like asking for people's help is sometimes, I don't know, like, yeah, like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. That is exactly the word that I wanted to say. Well, I think that it's, you're right, probably weak, but also people don't like to, well, a lot of people don't like to inconvenience someone else or, or become a burden or feel like they might be. So, oh. yeah, it's just you're vulnerable in so many different ways, what you know, to say, yeah, I miss you or I'm feeling so lonely or I'm having anxiety and I don't have anyone to really talk to about it that's going to get it and just listen. It, it could be anything. 
Well, and to all of the people listening, like if you feel like that message us, I mean, we may not, we try to kind of monitor both of us. So we may be able only to say, Hey, you know, it's going to be okay. But if you feel like you're desperate, you know, you need some kind of connection, definitely just DM us on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. we monitor that daily for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned, you mentioned ups and downs. Have you been experiencing ups and downs? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that some days are better than others. I, on any, um, in any situation today, I just super, super restless suddenly just not feeling like I was doing anything. So I think that I need to start getting a little more physically active. Um, like, I don't know if it's going to be cleaning the house or walking circles in the backyard, but today was a big day for me for that. Just restless. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not getting enough done. And when you're used to always being on the go and I'm not, and I'm not making up for that by doing lots of things at home. Like at this point, my house should be spotless. I shouldn't have any boxes in the garage full of things. And all of my Christmas ornaments should be, you know, organized. None of that happened. So there's that kind of stress, like I'm not making the most of this time, you know, a little guilty or something. You have to kind of give yourself permission to just deal with it however you're dealing with it. And if that means you're sitting in front of Netflix for eight hours a day, then that's what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) You have to give yourself some time, definitely. I mean, that's what, I mean, a lot of people, they just, they struggle with giving themselves a break. And they, sometimes you just need to give yourself that break. Is, is Is the point to be Superman or to feel like you at least got something done that day? And that kind of ties to the whole gardening thing, right? Like, no matter what, no matter what, at least for me, the thing I have is even if I don't do much that day and I just relax, I still yelled at my babies and they grew a little more and I at least got that done. And it's okay. Yeah, I think the issue is tugs is that sometimes people feel like that the only time that they feel like that they are um, doing something in their life is when they are so busy. And um, that's a distraction, though. You know, with all of this coronavirus that's going on, it's really put cracks in certain in different people's armors where all of a sudden they don't they're not as busy and oh, yeah. you know they're starting to see certain go ahead sorry you had a comment to that oh no i'm so sorry i didn't want to interrupt no 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 you're good i think it forces us to slow down it has forced so many people just to slow down so it's kind of been a big reset yeah i agree with that and so, it, and I, I wasn't trying to downplay anything, Bruce. So you're right. No, no, no it, you're good. In that sense, it's just more of like that—that's the path that I think I recommend to people because I've had people I talk to them, and they're like, "Man, I just feel this when I go." Did you do something today? Then you did what you could, you know, do and that's thing. okay. Right. Yeah, and 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 that's and that's it ties into what you're saying about reaching out. Like, reach out and talk to people. You know, you you can you. Until you get used to giving yourself permission, it's okay to ask people you trust for that permission. They'll get it. Exactly. They're, they're going to so reach out to you. I ended up seeing an article, and I don't know how much this is true, but there's a, there's a lot of um, there's people that are um, that are normally depressed that are actually doing a lot better now and are able to handle it a lot more. But then the people that weren't depressed are now depressed. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like switched a little bit. And and I can't say that that's all 100% true. Um, I don't know. Have you guys, 
seen anything that's related to that at all? Um, <sighs> go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it, it's different. Like my, I still worry that my son who seems fine isn't processing it well and, and is getting sad about being stuck at home. And I know that my son that is stuck at home and wants to go out, he is, you know, having challenges dealing with it. And even I, you know, yesterday I didn't have any fresh baked bread for the children and I had like a 15 seconds. Oh my gosh, I don't have bread for the children. I haven't baked them fresh bread. Okay. Get a hold of yourself. It's fine if they don't, but that small things seem bigger because there's not a lot going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard for us to take stock in any time, especially people that just kind of bury that through activity. So when you don't have the activity, I think that it forces you to deal with some stuff that maybe you've put on the back burner. So I think in some instances, that's probably true. There, you know, people are probably dealing with emotional things. Plus this is an emotional time because it's unusual. It's scary. You know, we've never dealt with it. So I think true. that there probably are more people that are feeling emotionally spent. Well, and some, some things with this study was, um, some of these individuals that have been suffering for de- from depression, um, people have been coming, going to them and saying, how do I handle this? And um, they, it's making them feel, it's making them feel included and um, it's helping out with their, their depression. So that's kind of what the, the study was kind of showing. But anyways. Well, that's, I mean, I could see that. I could see that because I mean, just, as moms of furries, I think the reason we get so much out of it is because we get to help people through things. Mm-hmm. And sharing so, their story. So I, I there's been, I, I don't know how to shape this question and it's going to take like 30 seconds of talking, but I think, I think it's important. And I think you're in a unique position to kind of share this with our audience. So I mean, I'm going to be straight up here as, as a gay male. I'm not that terribly worried about, a lot of priorities that you have. I don't have a family. I don't have kids. I mean, I have a family, but you know, I don't, I don't have people depending on me so much as just one person. And, and so what I think about and what I want to do with my life is going to be very different than what you have. And so I've, I've been, I've been kind of watching as people are coping and dealing with this. And, and it's very interesting how it's laid open a lot of things that people ridicule as lofty sentiments and basic stuff that, you know, and whatnot. But really, one thing I've been wondering is, is like, what kind of world are we giving to the people that come after us? I, I have never really thought much about the children because I don't have any, but you do. And so I'm wondering, like, do you stop? Do you stop and go, what are we doing to the world that we're going to pass on? Is that a thing you ever think about, especially now? Well, for me, I'll answer for me quickly. I can't because if I do, I would get too lost in it. I feel like when you make the decision, every decision you make, you try to do your best. You remember that everybody else is trying to do their best and you leave it at that. Because if you get too deep into the woods, there are so many things that are wrong that sometimes you can outweigh the things that are right. Um, So I try not to, I try not to think about that too broadly. Which is fair. Yeah. And I think that I I agree with Joelle, um, like usual, I will say that (laughs) to, to the children, uh, if, if you see something you don't like, then work to change it. And um, 
I have one son who I'm just immensely, I'm immensely proud of all of my children, but he wants to change the world. He, he wants to dedicate his life to helping people. And I really admire that because I know it won't be easy. It will be a real challenge for him, but he wants to help educate people and empower them. And, and I think that is amazing. So when he wants to talk about social issues or, or political issues, I, I want to engage in that. But to I, I let him lead because to Joel's point, it's almost overwhelming. It is overwhelming to think of, you know, this pressure that that this thing that this world that we've created and that we're giving to our children and okay, well you fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean like so so to, to bring it full circle because i i mean i've thought about it a little bit lately i mean i i don't have anyone depending on me but i don't like what i mean this is i this is going to be crass and devaluous so i'm sorry in advance but no one likes walking to an elevator where someone farted right as funny as that is it's it, it hopefully this sticks with the audience because it's like you know <laughs> i don't i hope it doesn't stick with the audience <laughs> Because, yeah, because we're going to fart and leave the show. No, because <laughs> but, 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 but hear me out. Because it's like, even though I don't have anyone depending on me, I can still be the guy who doesn't fart in the elevator and at least make it pleasant for the people who have to be right. in that space after. Tugs, I am not going to a convention with you and using the elevator with you. I'm just not. I'm not sure about that analogy, but I will say your basic premise of sending out kindness is good. I, I think I think it's more also of like it's almost like camping. There, we'll use the camping analogy and edit out the crap one. Oh my so god! So like, <laughs> we probably won't. Uh, but like you know, like leave no trace. Like you don't want to go to a crappy campsite. Right. You want the people who can't stop, it. stop, nice. stop talking about crappy and farting and your analogies are just going you're just digging deeper and deeper. I just felt like a dirty campsite. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. Right. You are right. Every single person should take responsibility to do the best they can regardless. Definitely. Yes. Because that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Yeah. That is right. And hope that others will do the same. Okay. And it, it also just, just, okay. Really though, if, if we're all, if we all agree that we're trying to do our best and like, we really have a conversation about it. Then when someone is a bad actor, we can actually with credibility say, you can't do that. Right. Because no one's like, that's the thing. I almost feel sometimes like the world is waiting for someone to show up and be like, Oh, that's not how it works. Like, like I've, I've kind of made this commitment where like, if I see someone like, um, bullying someone over this whole mask thing at Target, like, ha ha, you're wearing a mask. I'm like, leave them alone and go put your mask on or get away. Like, what's your problem? You know, it right. just takes one person. And we really don't know what someone's story is. You know, if they have some sort of claustrophobic issue or what, whatever, if someone's not wearing a mask or they are wearing a mask, um, we should just be kind. If they're not wearing a mask, then I'm going to keep extra distance from them. But I don't need to be confrontational. Um, and if I'm wearing a mask, which I am wearing a mask all the time, and someone were to say something to me, I would politely nod, wish them well, and walk away. Because we all have our story, right? We all have our journey, and we can't really tell what someone's going through and why they are wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or wearing gloves, which I disagree with, or not wearing gloves. Right. Well, well, the main thing is, is that all of us are at different, different levels. I mean, I just shared the story of me being in a theater. I'm sure that some of you were like, oh my gosh, 
I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to be in a theater. I'm not ready for that particular point. Or, and I'm not right. necessarily sitting there ju- judging other people that are saying, hey, I'm, that's not something that I would do. Right. Uh, the, the main thing is, is like, I'm not interested. Like we have restaurants that are opening all over the place that are um, opening up for seating. And I am not comfortable with going in and eating next to, next to other people right now. It's just not something that I'm interested in doing. However, there's a friend of mine that's like, oh, yeah, I went to an all-you-can-eat buffet. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go there. I'm sorry. And I I gave him my opinion. However, I'm not going to think anything differently from him. Maybe I won't. Maybe, like, I don't know. I I might not. uh, Go eat dinner with him? Yeah, go eat dinner with him. I'm going to keep to myself. Well, and that's kind of how I feel about school. Like I said, I'm not going to have my kids in there, but of course I would never judge a family that even if they just want their child emotionally, they all need their child to go back to school. You know, that's their story. Right. Ah, that means final thoughts, doesn't it, Tugs? It does. Let's let's wrap this up. It's dinner time. So I do have <laughs> a, a question that will lead to the basically the final question what's one piece of advice that you feel that it's important for these these furries to to know during this this pandemic i think that for me i think that just remember you're not alone we're all still here whether we're together or not reach out if you need it get help if you need it and just keep yourself safe however that looks I agree. I would just say we we always need to just keep top of mind that this is a season we're going through globally and things are, are going to be different. There's a whole lot of thanks COVID-19 and it's okay if that in the moment stresses you out, but remember to just try and keep perspective. This is a season we're going through and one day this will be behind us and this will be a thing that we talk about for many years to come, but we can get through it. Tugs? I I'm, I really don't feel like I have anything to say that hasn't been said. I agree. This isn't forever. Just remember that and, and hang tight. Reach out. My final thoughts are is apply for unemployment. Hey. <laughs> 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 All right. So so before we sign off real quick, make sure um, to let your friends know about the show, guys. Um, donate if you like what we did and thanks to our supporting cast for everything they do. I think that's, we're doing express housekeeping, um, today. Super express telegram. Let us know if you want to add, um, be added to the telegram site. Um, just message me at, at wine red Fox. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, do you guys want to plug anything before you head out? I want to say to real quick, Joel is great for the plugs, but I want to thank you guys for including us. This has been great. We um, always love chatting with you and we just appreciate the time. And find us at, on Twitter at Moms of Furries and you can find our YouTube channel. It's just called Moms of Furries. Reach out, watch us. Let us know if you want us to do any videos on certain subjects. Thank you so much, you guys. You guys are amazing, and you're an amazing asset to the fandoms. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So next episode. Next episode is the end of season wrap. We've let the season go way too long. It's time to end it. So we're going to end it next season. Or next season. 
Next episode. Wow, Leave me alone. Next episode. Well, I definitely leave you alone, especially with that elevator. So, <laughs> next episode. Get out of here. All right. Do the thing, Rue. Uh, this has been Rue. This is Tugs. Say your names. Oh, and <laughs> Carrie and Joelle from Run the Furries. And this has been For What, for it's, what worth. it's Worth. We don't actually turn the recorder off until you say the show name. This oh, is the unscripted. Is <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> One, two, three. For, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs>